You've reached Hoop and Holler, a Square One podcast. I had to go to CBA school, salary cap school, and tampering school. Can't say, hey, I want you to come to the Lakers, even though I'm going to be wink- winking like. <laughs> On basketball and other shenanigans. I mean, good for you. I mean, you probably won't get hired by, you know, ESPN anytime soon. Because <laughs> you don't have that clutch connection. I have a job to do. With Reagan Griffin Jr. Reagan, you're the best, I say, man. Hey, I say, hey, yo, Jermichael, he turns around. I'm like, you know Lakers coming for that ass this year, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Eddie Sun. Some voters just like to be contrarian, you know, whether it's for clicks, whether it's for just because you they like to be contrarian. contrarian. Yes, you do. That's true. I feel like, like Eddie going to be the type to be like, case. MVP? James Harden. We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those analytics. The analytics. And Julio Martinez. Braun just frustrates me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You've been hyping up this game. Obviously, it's a big game. He he looks juice for it. Bro, just score the ball. Everybody just thinks I'm a hater. That is blasphemous. And, and, and you know what's that reminiscent of? That was, you know, MVP Steph season. Oh, right? here we go. He was getting here we go. Game. All right, y'all. It's been a he great episode. Fourth quarter. But at, when it boils down, like, that's what we're here for is the yeah. basketball. Welcome back to Hoop and Holler. I'm your host, Reagan Griffin. What a game. It was a fun game to watch. But I'm pissed. As always, Julio Martinez is pissed. We're also joined by Eddie Sun, who's pretty indifferent, but I'm sure internally satisfied at oh, the yeah. fact that the He's Lakers lost. I'm... You know, don't even lie. You enjoyed this game. I loved this watching you, this game. I was loving this game. This game. I, I, bro, I've been saying this from the jump. I am a basketball fan before I'm a Lakers fan, and to see a good basketball product, I think this was by far the best game of the finals. To see a good basketball product on the court, that's satisfying. But we'll get into some Danny Green talk later. But overall, takeaways from this game. I'll start with you, Eddie. How you feeling? I mean, I loved it. There's just. Such a um, like sense of urgency from both teams. You could tell that the Lakers wanted to close this out. And, um, you know, Miami was fighting for their lives. But um, just great stuff all around. Um, I mean, we'll obviously get into all the individual performances. But Jimmy Butler was just um, phenomenal. And then on the other end, LeBron, for most of the game, was just reaching that that next tier, that, you know, extra level that we've been talking about on, on so many episodes now. And... I mean, it, it was just a close game, back and forth game. It felt like it was just hanging in the balance. Um, and it felt like every possession, especially at the end of the game, had consequences uh, where if Miami or, or the Lakers didn't execute or, or didn't run good offense or missed a rotation on defense, you felt like that could have been a difference maker in this game. Um, and, and ultimately, it's just also great that uh, the basketball season lives on for another game and we get a game six and who knows what happens from there. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. LeBron James had an all-time night, man. 40 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 15 to 21 from the field, 6 to 9 from 3. That gear that I did not think he had anymore, he showed flashes of it tonight. He showed me, he proved to me, hey, I can still go there when it's absolutely necessary. He definitely went there tonight. But Julio, you weren't too satisfied with his performance. No, uh, particularly, no. Particularly at the end of the just game, the right? End. The just end the, the end. Game. So, I, talk again, like he played a phenomenal game. And I don't need to repeat what you guys said. Like, And to his credit, I mean, he, he's the star player. He's LeBron James. And when you're the star player and, and you, know, you have that stature, you're going to get the majority of the praise. Just like, you know, if the Lakers win, he'll get finals MVP. He'll get praised. He'll he'll be put in front of, uh, uh, you know, MJ by by all his, his followers and fans. And, you know, everybody's going to be praising his name. But just like, you know, quarterbacks in the NFL, they say they, they burden too much of the blame. And they also get too much of the praise. Same thing with star players in the NBA. So when you do something that's messed up, you're going to get called out on it. And I'm not going to say the whole game is on you because there's more context to that. But you, th- that last play in the game, man, you cannot be passing the ball. You can In that situation, you have to know. You, you have to have a high enough basketball IQ to know, like, who, which of your role players can you trust, uh, A, based on, you know, their career and their history, and B, what they've been doing in this season and this series, 
you know, specifically. The the only guys that you're passing to that are role players are Derek Fisher, Robert Ory, uh, Ray Allen, you know, you know, guys like that, Steve Kerr. It, it's not just any role player, I'm gonna make the right basketball play, you know, you know, and that's what I'm gonna live by. Don't run away from the shot. And anybody saying that LeBron did not have a shot at that end of the game, please miss me with that. You have plenty of counters that you could have gone to, whether it was a spin. I forgot who was guarding him, but a spin on the guy that was guarding you. You could have done a behind the back, step back shot. You could have, I'd rather you do a fadeaway with two guys on you than passing it to a role player who's consistently showed us that he's been garbage during this whole season. So miss me with all that crap that, you know, he's making the right basketball play. And I know people get upset when, you know, MJ wouldn't have done that. Kobe would have done, but it's fact. And if Kobe and MJ would have missed it, I would have been, you know, satisfied with that because I'd rather have them shoot with two guys on them rather than passing it to a player that we know has been showing signs of just, you know, ineptitude on the court. Here's here's my thing, man. I'm not even going to get into the argument of whether he should have or shouldn't have taken the shot because, frankly, I feel like that's just up to the player. It makes sense for a guy like Kobe, for a guy like Michael Jordan. It makes sense for a guy like Kevin Durant who will have all of those moves in their bag and they have the variety to make those things happen. I personally don't think LeBron James has that sort of variety in his bag to do that, but I don't even want to make an argument of whether he should have taken the shot or not. At this point, is it fair to even expect that he does? I would is hope that his basketball IQ is high enough is, to, is it, to, to to take that shot and to learn from his history. We saw it with George Hill. We've seen this time and again throughout LeBron's career. It, I mean, the, for the expectation to be that he takes the shot, I'm not sure that makes a whole lot of sense on our end. I, We've I would, seen him do that. I, 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 would, I would hope that he's adopted some of that Mamba mentality that he claims to have, you know, you know, we're, we're, job's not finished, job's not finished. Adopt that mentality then and take that shot. You got us in this position. Everybody's going to say, well, you wouldn't have even been in that position if LeBron wouldn't have dropped 40. I don't care. Those are the expectations of the Lakers. You, you get the job finished. Don't just get us there. Get the job finished by yourself. I don't care. Do it. <laughs> like, I get it, man. I get that. Like, you know, you talk about my mentality. They had the Kobe jerseys on. You want to see LeBron do some Kobe-esque stuff. But we've never seen LeBron do Kobe-esque stuff. We've seen LeBron do LeBron-esque things. So you, But you'd rather have Danny Green shoot that. I don't even care. I don't care. I'm not getting into that. What I'm saying is, in that moment, when I see LeBron drive and I see him get double teamed... That doesn't mean you can't be mad at him. I'm not mad when I expect that from you. Like, you know what I mean? If I walk into... uh, Okay, if your child child, does something like... I don't even know. Or have an example, like but you're still a plate or something. Yeah, you're still gonna be upset if my kid breaks a plate every single time he goes in the cabinet and pulls out a plate. I'm gonna be mad the first four times, and then I'm gonna say, "Stop going to the plate." Yeah, you're, I'll get and the plate. And then he's gonna for keep you. doing it because I'll be mad every time he gets a plate because I'm like, I shouldn't have let him go get the plate. And then you know gonna, what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna at that point. I that's my expectation. That's my expectations. You so, show me what you so are, LeBron sixth, James. Seventh, eighth time they break the plate. There's you're not, not going be to be a sixth, seventh, eighth time. I'm just gonna. Know that they're gonna break the plate. So they're gonna break the plate. Okay, every so you're not time. gonna be upset. All right. So All in, right. This, in this analogy, here's LeBron not getting the ball. No, no, no. I'm, what I'm saying is LeBron gets this, the the ball in that situation, and I know what's going to happen. So you know who I'm pissed at. You can't be mad Danny at Green. Danny. I'm mad at Danny Green. You can't be mad. At I'm pissed at Danny. How could I in the game? How, how am I not well, pissed at you, Danny are Green? Are you mad at Danny Green because you expected him to make that shot? Yes, you're wide open. No, you, no. yo, you're, you're wide using the, open. We can use the same logic against him, right? Expectations. What have you been doing this series? What have you been doing this series? Expectations. Garbage. He shot 45% from three this, this year? last year. Last year. He shot 45%. What did he do in this series? Expectations. Throughout right? the course of Danny Green's career, he's been known as a 3 and D dead eye from three has points. He, if you're wide he, open from he, three, some, some wide series, open from some three. Some series he doesn't miss. Wide open from three. And for the majority rest... He he just he's just super inconsistent. Wide open. For Why me. are you going to leave it? The, in the expectation. Hands of him? I'm I'm more pissed at Danny Green for missing a wide open three with no one on you all the time in the world off the no. front rim doing because LeBron, like it didn't even LeBron, like it didn't even no, have a prayer. No, I'm more pissed at Danny Green than I am at LeBron for use, not taking a you, you triple team contested no, fadeaway. You, you like you how can I be more pissed? At, I mean that's a basketball fight. 
That's oh, what you should have. I, I don't even want to get into that. You can't use. You can't use. I know LeBron's going to do that. I know what the results of the play are going to be. I'm going to be. You know the results of Danny Green. I know, bro. You think LeBron's making that shot? Huh? You think LeBron would have made I'd that shot? I'd rather have him take that chance. Ain't no way in so hell. Ain't no way in hell LeBron's making that shot. You're saying he ain't got that percentage bad. wise. Percentage wise, what's it's been happening in the series? A 15 chance LeBron makes that oh shot if he does a fadeaway. I, I just see like I don't believe you when you say that you expected Danny. Exactly, I don't believe you because all series long, I have a higher expectation. I have a higher expectation for Danny Green to make that shot than I do and for I have LeBron James to do of the goat of the quote unquote goat. But here's what I'm saying: when he's the, I, I've watched LeBron for the over the course of his entire career. I know what play he's going to make in that situation. We've seen it time and again. And he made the basketball play, oh. threw it to... I'm not even saying whether it was the right thing or the wrong thing. I'm not going to get into semantics of saying whether he should be the guy taking the shots or not. But what I know is that he's not going to be taking that shot. He's going to pass it to Danny Green in a wide-open-ass guy who's supposed to be a three-point dead-eye. And what I know is that Danny it. Green is going to miss it because from the course of this season and postseason, he's showing me that all he does is miss. That's what I know. That's my expectation. I think here's the thing is that when LeBron gets himself in that situation where he dribbles himself, you know, and, and he's not really even beating a defender, but, you know, it's like his initial defender, Jimmy Butler, is on him and you bring in two, three guys to help. He puts himself in a situation where he can't do anything but pass the ball. And he actually had multiple options. He could have thrown it to KCP in the corner. He had Danny Green at the you know top. He even had AD open in the dunker spot. But the thing is, like, LeBron in these late-game situations, he 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 doesn't make the moves that I feel like he normally makes and therefore, or doesn't have the aggressiveness he normally has, and therefore he puts himself in a place where, at that point, it's only, quote-unquote, logical to pass the ball to a wide-open player. And to me, like, that's a problem because on the flip side, and, and I think we'll get into this with, you know, further detail, but you saw Jimmy Butler being aggressive from the jump when the ball is, you know, in play, um, in, in late game situations, and that's how he's getting to the line. That's how he's getting immediately. Buckets. But to that so, point, so go I'm ahead. Just, I'm just saying, like the 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 um the debate here is not about whether LeBron should have passed out of that shot to Danny Green or not. I'm always in favor of the logical basketball play. Yeah. I've been on previous episodes saying that sometimes I don't understand why teams bog down into this ISO ball late in games when you can still run your normal offense. But shot. at the same time. LeBron has to be better in putting himself in a more advantageous position in those situations, especially when he's 15 of 21 or at that point, 15 of, no, he was 15 of 21 from the, uh, from the field all game long. You know that he can get his shot if he just puts himself in the right places to make them. And he's not doing that for himself. LeBron, and, that's, and that's where the problem LeBron is. James is particularly on this night has two ways that he's operating on a basketball floor. He's operating 110 miles an hour, full steam ahead towards the rim, or he's at a standstill. He doesn't have the in-between game of a Jimmy Butler okay. or a Kobe okay, Bryant okay, okay, or a Kevin. Okay. I'm, let me finish. Let me finish. He doesn't have that in-between game where he can shift you and make you think that he's going to do one thing or the other. He doesn't have that slow stop-start stuff that he that you can utilize in those sort of situations. He's either going completely downhill or he's at a start or at a complete stop. That's what you saw tonight when he's hitting the threes. He's at a standstill when he's getting to the line. He's 110 miles an hour. So in that situation, right, he's going 110 miles an hour. He has no out in that situation because he's 110 miles an hour. Except for the past. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is not the guy built to do the Kobe thing or to do the Kevin Durant thing or the Michael Jordan thing. So that's not going to be my expectation. And looking back at the play, you don't even need to do channel your inner Kobe and KD. You guys can't see this picture. Bro is in front of Duncan Robinson and can shoot it off the glass floater. Look, he's in front of him. (laughs) Shoot the shot. He's in front of him. Can you let it run? I, I want to watch it from the top, if you don't mind. What? Well, hold, hold on. You, yeah, Eddie, you can. I mean, again, I, I feel like at that point in the play, it was Jimmy Butler was guarding him. He had Duncan Robinson helping. And then you had two more defenders come in and collapse. And at that point, again, I feel like as a That's viewer. That's a tough-ass shot, man. That's a, a tough-ass shot. Like, it's, it's a shot. I'll give it to you. You can take that shot. That's a tough-ass shot. But I thought you, he so he can't do all, all that that KD and Kobe does. Right. So be LeBron and take it to the basket and just don't look like anywhere and, else. Television. You, you were saying like, oh, he doesn't have the the in between game with Jimmy Butler. You I don't even, even need I don't it. even think Jimmy Butler has that much of an in between game. But he just put himself he, he he puts himself in a situation where he gets fouled or you know he he does the move that he's 
capable of doing. And it's not like Jimmy Butler has a, an insane handle or some sort of like magical footwork. I mean, he'll bump people down with his strength, which is something LeBron does. He has, you know, like one move uh, fadeaways, you know, spin spin moves like LeBron. And he has that strength that gets him to the rim and he can utilize that strength to get to the line. It's not really that different in their games. Um, can I, I tell you the difference Jimmy though? Jimmy Butler is just more fluid. I mean, that movements. and the fact that when it's come down to crunch time and I'm the defense playing against Jimmy Butler, is my first thought I have to stop Jimmy Butler from getting what he wants here? Or do I have to also worry about Duncan Robinson, who's a lethal three-point shooter? Do I also have to worry I about Bam Adebayo, game, right? In the game, we saw the offense. My first instinct when I'm playing LeBron James is I have to cut off that drive to the rim. That's why you saw three dudes right there clash or crash down on and that drive to the rim. And they're all behind him. They're all behind him. Except for Bam, who's two feet off of him, he can do a flow. But you, you un, like we can all agree that's a tough ass shot. Regardless he can take of, a shot regardless of whether ba- that's not a tough shot off the backboard. You can hit off the. He's I mean, in front not, of his defender. I, again, I I don't think the the debate here is whether he should have taken that shot or passed it. It's that he should have put himself in a better place for you know for for a shot to be taken. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think that he's capable of doing that considering his style of play. It's either 110 miles an hour downhill. So I, I can't call you the best player in basketball. Then. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. That's a whole separate discussion that we can have. But what I'm saying is the reality is, and this is the the this is the 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 main theme of my argument is that the guy that a lot of people want LeBron James to be is not the guy that he is. So let's stop expecting that from him. And like at a certain honest, point, you can't. It's not like I think everyone, all the talking heads, and 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 what everyone goes on. Um, you know, first take on Monday and all the sports talking shows and, and NBA Twitter and, and all of our media timelines will be flooded with this argument. And to be honest, like, I don't even think this is that big of a deal. Um, it's not it's not even the, the last situation. Oh, is the blame on Danny Green? Is it on LeBron? Like all of that. I think all of that is really being blown out of p- proportion. Danny Green is getting a little bit too much flack for what we all kind of knew what was going to happen. He wasn't going to make he that wasn't shot. Gonna make the shot. LeBron gets a lot of you know hate for uh, um, you know passing out of that when I don't think that was the problem. Like I was saying all along, and I mean we're not even addressing the fact that Markeith Morris when he got the offensive mm. rebound had an, an open in headlines, an open man. Danny KCP. Green. Which okay, I get if you don't want to pass it back to Danny Green, you had an open KCP. Uh, LeBron, LeBron was pretty open. LeBron was open in the right wing, and then he throw, just throws it straight out of bounds. Yeah, that I was mean, ugly. at that point, again, like I feel like that's one of those instances where, um, I mean, I get that it's Markeith Morris, but you would hope that they had an opportunity for another possession and, and they blew it. But I mean, there, there was just a lot more in this game than that final possession. And, and for all of our collective attention to talk about, oh, is LeBron too passive? Is he always, you know, passing it versus shooting it? Um, I don't think like that. That's really the core of it. There's, there's really a lot obviously more there's more nuance to it. I mean, that, that's I always say that, but you just can't ignore. It. That's an issue. That's an issue. Is the issue, issue that he's not willing play, to take the, the shot, or is the that issue not, that he's not capable of putting himself in the position both, to take both the shot? Are the I guess, here, here, both are the issues. Both the Here's one with you, Julio. I feel like you're onto something when you say that LeBron, for whatever reason, maybe shies away from taking these last shots because he's scared of missing. That, yeah, that's, that, yeah. that there is somewhat of like an internal fear and, and like an internal shying away from taking on that responsibility. If we miss, being, it's let's not do that. Let's not, let's not, let's not play psychologist here. I'm not, no, this is, this is well, not, I mean, time, like, okay. Oh, again, this is, no, this is not even a psychology thing. This is him coming out in press com, uh, the post game press conference saying that like, I trusted Danny Green. We all trusted Danny Green. Um, uh, it's unfortunate that it's unfortunate that he didn't make the shot, and you know he did the same thing with George Hill, did the same thing with J.R. Smith, all of that. It's that again, like there are some patterns here that he has accrued throughout his career, and it's not about like the the passing versus shooting thing. It's that he can definitely do better in managing the game in these clutch situations, which is what we always talk about from clutch players that they know how to manage time. I don't. I mean, there's manage. there's difference in managing, right? And with LeBron, the the when you. Boil down to it, LeBron trusts the concepts behind basketball more than he trusts himself, which I think, again, I'm not, I won't get into the semantics of whether he should or shouldn't, but I think that's fair to say. If you can say, I'm going to pass to the open guy, I'm going to pass to the open George Hill, I'm going to pass to an open Kyle, Danny Green, Kyle he trusts the function, Kyle Korver, he trusts the functions of basketball oh, more than he trusts himself to shoot the shots in those situations if the shot's not immediately there for him. 
So why do we expect? Why do I? Why do you expect Danny Green to make the shot? Because you're wide open. I would expect myself to make that shot. I'd expect Eddie if we were hooping in line to make no. that shot. Like that's a no. shot that you no, goddamn better no, won't make. Because there's pressure. It's not just you know just a shot by itself. There's pressure. There's pressure on Duncan Robinson. He's draining that jump over there in Miami. And he's different. That's why there are certain players that you can pass to: Derek Fisher, Robert Ory, Steve Kerr, Clay Thompson. There are certain Ray Allen. There are certain players you can pass to. But there are certain things that LeBron will trust more than anything. And clearly one of those things is the concepts. Okay, I'm covered. Let me throw it and kick it to the open three-point shooter. That's what you do, right? And whether or not that should be what you do, again, I'm not going to get into that discussion, but that is what the, that's the precedent that LeBron James has set for himself. So let's not be dumb and expect anything else from him. That's what he's going to do. Well, every I'm not going to expect time. anything else from Danny Green. The thing is like, I'm only with who I mean, that's here. fair. That's fair. Maybe we don't expect that from Danny Green, but don't expect LeBron not to make that play. Every single time. I'm only with Julio here because LeBron has already scored 40 points in this game. Again, he's 15 of 21 from the field. He's You're the best himself. guy. To okay, let me ask shot. you this: like, Did any five. of LeBron's 40 points look like that shot he was gonna? He would have had to take. No, but like that's not. That, that's, that is the no, point. No, that's no, the no, exact no. point. No, he's going to trust like the basketball. Saying, like he's I at a standstill. He's taking a three, or he's driving 110 miles an hour towards the rim. He didn't have either of those two things, so he's passing out of okay, it. He did that all saying. game. That's how we oh, got. Has, didn't Danny Green do that all game too? Miss. I mean, he made. I don't know what his actual no, he, point percentage was, but that's what LeBron James did. All that's game. what Danny that's Green what did all game. playoffs. That's what Danny Green did all season. That's what Danny Green did all season. Why do we expect? Did LeBron? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Did LeBron ever? Stop passing it to Danny Green. Never. So why do we expect him not to pass it to him in that situation? I, no, like this this is the thing which I'm talking about. You're saying, oh, does any of the points look like the shot that LeBron would have taken? No, and that's not the point. That's the is exact that, point. That, what else do we expect that, LeBron to do? That, again, he's we can all acknowledge we know that he hit that tier that we were all looking for LeBron to hit in this game. Right. He was looking like may, maybe vintage Ron is too yes. strong to say, but like he was at that no, level. Yeah. Like he was far and above um like just unstoppable, like even more than Jimmy Butler, the the, the most mm-hmm. dominant player on the court today. The thing is, if he was uh, three for sixteen, if he you know like wasn't looking sharp or something, see that's okay, that, fine. But like mm-hmm. at this point in the game, and the thing is, guys, I don't I don't buy I don't abide by like axioms of like oh clutch time. You have to do this. You have to do this universally. Like I don't believe that. But in this game, if LeBron is looking this good throughout the game. And even in the possessions before the last two, he's getting to the rim, drawing fouls and ones. That shot would not have been at the rim. But, and then in the last the last two possessions, he's noticeably less aggressive. He's more hesitant. He's not making his first move faster. He's letting the defense catch up to him. That's not true. They were skid- like Literally, when you go to Spolster's huddle, what's the first thing you think Eric Spolster's telling him? We are not letting LeBron James get to the LeBron rim. That's the was first one, thing. LeBron was one step off of the block. He was one step off the block, but look at the direction he's going. He's not going towards the rim. He's going away from the that's rim. That's a floater. That's an that's easy. A, that's, that's what guys a, practice. That's not a shot that LeBron James takes. That's I, not but, a shot that but LeBron don't, but James don't takes. You, but don't you think, let me ask you this, that's a better shot than Danny Green three-pointer? I'm not going to make No, no, no. Just, just answer that question. Just answer the question. If I were Which Le- shot would you rather choose as a Laker fan? If I were in LeBron James' shoes and I were in that exact same situation, I would have taken the shot. That's the so that's of, the right. So that's that's, that, that's, that's, what, that's you're the, saying that that's the right play. That's the type of dude that I would be. I would. So want you're the saying game, that's the right play. I would want the game in my hands. Again, I trust myself that, more than I would trust the function of basketball. That's not by, by the what time LeBron, LeBron found himself in a one on four situation where he can shoot or pass. The logical basketball play is to pass. But again, he shouldn't be finding himself in that situation when he's looked so good throughout the game. You do you not think that Eric Spolstra said we're cutting LeBron's they lane off to they, the rim? They didn't do anything different. Did you not play. watch the play? No, I, I looked at it over and over again. You and had three dudes thing. all shading him you, away from the rim. I told you, I thought they were going to hard double, get the ball out of LeBron's hands. They didn't do that. They, they didn't do that. They, they didn't they get showed, the ball out of no, LeBron's hands, but they didn't hard double at the top. They, but what they what did they, was clog the paint and they, make sure he couldn't get to the rim. That's exactly what they did. That's what they. That's what they normally do. But that's LeBron, what they I don't go pull the film back up. No, you can watch that shit. No, LeBron let Jimmy Butler recover on him and let Duncan Robinson, who was supposed to show and recover on his player, come back and be in the defensive. Pull player. it up. No, let's pull it up. Let's see how clear that that lane was to the rim. He got pat. He got in front of Duncan Robinson at the end. But was he not like fading away from the basket? No, he point? no. He was going straight. He wasn't going away. He was going straight. 
He was going straight. Look at the he's, angle of that shot, one, dude. Look at the angle. Of the yes, shot. do a floater. I. That's not that hard of a shot. That's not. A I understand shot. that that's not a shot that's hard for you, but that's is not, that a shot? No, that's he's not better than me by like a million times. What, what, <laughs> what I ask you, how many times? How you've watched every single Lakers game of this season? How often do you see LeBron James ever take that shot? Never. Going that's not his rim? shot. Going he's not to going the towards the rim. You just said it yourself. He was going perpendicular to where the rim was. Yeah, and that's towards the rim. Is enough. that is that the shot that LeBron James has shown that's, that he's willing to take? He's three feet away from is the basket. Is that the shot that yes. LeBron James three has shown? Three feet away from the basket? Is that the shot that LeBron James has shown he's willing to take? Because I feet promise away from the you, you pull up LeBron James highlights, you don't see a shot like I that. I won't see Danny Green shooting that shot. You don't look for the Mavericks game. But I'm saying, here's what I'm saying, right? Whether or not you believe that Danny Green should have been the guy to take the shot, you cannot expect anything else from LeBron I because that's the precedent that he set. That's the From precedent that he said. He set that same precedent. Here's the thing. Okay, you got your dog, Bella. They're outside, right? If you say, Bella, I don't want you to chew on this furniture anymore. Are you going to keep on putting Bella in the same room if she keeps on chewing the furniture? Or you say, oh, you're not Danny Green. I'm not going to put Danny Green in the game. Man. That's, all, then, my, my, all, my, all I'm saying is don't expect LeBron James to be somebody that he hasn't shown you he's willing to be. And LeBron stands cannot blame you. Because you're only going to cause yourself stress and anxiety, and I don't want that for you. And, and, and uh, for Miami and Jimmy Butler, uh, we we have to stop acting like, you know, so many Laker fans were posting, you know, we're, we're going to win the championship tonight. Uh, hashtag for Kobe was uh, trending this morning on Twitter. And, and, yes, I understand, you know, if we win this championship, it's going to be for Kobe. And I hope we win for, for that, you know, for that matter. But we just can't act like Jimmy and Miami are going to roll over. Like, there's some punks, bro. And choosing to wear these jerseys. Like, you don't think that's going to give him extra motivation? And just because we're undefeated, three-game sample size, undefeated in these jerseys means we're going to automatically win? That's embarrassing, bro. And, you, and if you don't think Jimmy Butler took that to heart, I mean, that that's you're, you're living in fantasy land. You're living in fantasy land. You know what I love about Jimmy Butler? And he had an amazing game tonight. But I'm not sure he's the type of dude to really take that to heart, man. I think he's the type of dude who has his edge about him, and he doesn't waver from that edge. That's just something he constantly has, and you can't sway him from what his job is in his mission. He, you're not. You're, he had. Not, he, I mean, he had comments. He had comments. He said, "Folks, acting like like uh, we're gonna go home tonight." Right, and that's like that, that, no, but I mean, but to me, that's saying. a response to everything that's going on. I think Jimmy Butler already had in his mind, like regardless of whether or not people are counting him out. Jimmy Butler's out there on a mission to prove something. He's not the type of dude to say, and I took that personally and go out and drop 40 on your head. He was going to drop 40 on your head either way. He was gonna, that, That's the type of dude. That's why I appreciate it. When I see him in his press conference interviews, he's always like, well, you know, we expected to win tonight. You, you, know, like, you know what I mean? He's never going at anyone. He just carries that chip on his shoulder, that edge about him, because that's who Jimmy Butler is. That's what the that, that's what he's culminated into over the course of his life. That's what I, I really I, I, Either I way, I mean, I, you know, those are the semantics of it. I'm, I, I want to let people know whoever's listening right now. Jimmy Butler's a fucking superstar. So stop playing with that man, bro. He's different. The man is different. What is it, 35 point triple double? Yeah. Man is different. And, 19. And, and the crazy part was there was a period in the second half where it looked like maybe, you know, him only resting 48 seconds when the game was starting to catch up to him. He was starting to miss some shots. He wasn't looking as, as assertive as he was. And then by the end of the game, it was just. Great decision after great decision. Um, the the play that ultimately gave Miami the lead, I, I just loved it because Jimmy Butler got the ball at around, I think, 16 seconds on the game clock. Uh, Jay Crowder looked like he was going to screen, and then Jimmy Butler denied it like right as it happened, went straight to the rim, drew the foul for the two free throws. That's something that's just, I mean, it, it's just the, the decision-making at that point is great because you know that everyone is anticipating Jimmy Butler to wait for the last shot, to, to take the final shot. And he's not hesitating at all. He notices a soft spot in the Lakers' defense. They're anticipating the, the screen and switch. And he blows by and, and gets the foul. And I think, again, like he, he's just making great decision after great decision. And, and when his back is against the wall down 2-0, you can't go down 3-0 in a series. Bro drops 40. When his back against the wall, when the Lakers win one more game after that 3-1, you, you obviously can't lose one more game. He drops a 35 triple-double. And those are triple doubles. Whether whether you think you know Westbrook's triple doubles were like meaningless or meaningful or not, I mean, you you could easily tell that Jimmy Butler's game tonight was everything for Miami. 
And also shout out to Duncan Robinson because that man was was lighting it up. From, from he finally got his, his feet under him for sure. I asked you guys this question before we hopped on. I, I want to pose it to you on the show. What more, and I know it's not anything for you, Julio, but I guess I'll ask you, Eddie. What more would Jimmy Butler have to do to separate himself as one of the superstars of this league? I think that he can't really do anything because it's not his brand of game to be a quote-unquote superstar, if that makes sense. And and that's not saying Jimmy Butler's not good. That's not saying Jimmy Butler's not like a, a top 15 player or something. But it's that his natural game is to be a team player to be a distributor to be you know a leader the 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 kind of heartbeat of a team but he's also missing that kind of elite ability to score the ball and that kind of like mentality to score the ball that I think you see most most superstars have and I think for Miami that's a team that's so unselfish and that's why a guy like Jimmy Butler is so good for Miami but there are times during the game and we saw it today and we saw it during game three but sometimes it doesn't show up for the other games where you need Jimmy Butler to take over um, because all the other options are not working and he's still trying to work within the options when it should be pretty obvious that but, it's not working. But would you rather have him on this side of the pendulum no, or I, that I, side of the pendulum? I, I love that he is a is a is a you know he's a team player and I mean like he's the ultimate team player. And like I mean I you know I say the same things about like Steph. I say the same things about you know other great team players as well. You know they're not going to uh, they're not going to alienate other players. They're not going to alienate their coach or the system just to get their own. Um, but there are certain times where you just have to realize that um, you know the 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 things that the the things that you think should happen like are not happening. You know the Duncan uh, uh, trail threes are not happening. Like the Tyler Hero buckets are not going down. Like sometimes he just has to take over. And this game he did realize it. And I think. Uh, for the series to go forward past the game six, he'll have to realize it again, you know, in, in game six and, and a game seven, potentially, you know, if, if they're trying to win this thing. If he keeps on realizing it, would you quantify him as a superstar? I think so. I, I, I think He's already a superstar. I, think, I mean, I know you think so, Julio, but after this series, I mean, I can't even... I can't even confidently say that he's not because he's already averaging like a 29-point triple-double damn near during this mm-hmm. these finals. But I think, again... Um, anyone who watches Jimmy Butler uh, and who also watches the league, I think you can tell that there's a difference between a player with that mentality to score, to to be the number one, to 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 you know, like like to, a to, Devin Booker. But Devin Booker would not be able to lead them here. No, I don't because again, like there, there's certain qualities that makes Jimmy Butler great, but not necessarily a superstar. Because again, like Jimmy Butler, as you know, skill wise as a scorer, is not like. The, the top tier type of score. Um, I don't think he's like Kawhi. I don't think he's like even a, a Devin Booker or Bradley Beal. If he was that kind of quote unquote, if he like embodied that superstar mentality, I bet Miami does not make it this far. I bet he, you know, as a cohesive player is not even as good as he is. So it's not, it's not a knock on Jimmy. There, there's just a difference between the way he plays and the way I think most superstar um, top tier NBA talents play. The way I see Jimmy Butler, man, like every generation kind of has those in-between guys that weren't quite superstars, but they were always all-stars and everybody just recognized them as some bad motherfuckers. Like your your Sean Kemp's, your Jermaine O'Neal's, Gary Payton's, like they weren't superstars, but you know they were game-changing players. And like Jimmy Butler, he might not end up being in the Hall of Fame one day, but like... Oh, he'll definitely make it. I mean... I, I'm, just, I'm just glad he's finally on this stage so he gets some recognition because I, I mean it, to me it's it's really easy to see from from like the beginning Jimmy Butler is a, a stud bro I mean he's just amazing like he he's he's the guy who you want to be the leader of, of your team you know mm. um I gotta I gotta do a little bit of Backwalking tonight, uh, especially when it comes to Kendrick Nunn <laughs> just because I spent the last Kend- podcast Kendrick really- Nunn and LeBron heard you. LeBron heard me say what? You can't. He can't hit that gear. He might have heard that one too. Like if LeBron happens to come across this podcast, I don't think I was the only one saying that. But some, something tells me I wasn't the only guy saying well, that out here. We were all saying. Um, no, I've been saying that he hit it in the Milwaukee. I'm saying like in that there, weekend, there, on that weekend, there were probably louder voices that he heard before he heard me. <laughs> um, but uh, Kendrick Nunn, 
I mean, shit. That he was he was hooping tonight. I I didn't notice he had like a funky little jumper, but like that thing hits, it, and he definitely stepped up into that role that would have been the Goran Dragic role. I, I mean, played twenty eight minutes a night. He's yeah. such a swing player where when he's making his shots and he's making the right decisions, it's really good. But you know, like late in the fourth quarter, I was saying like get him off the floor because he shot the ball like with you know just two seconds into a possession for no reason, following defensive possession, but, misses a rotation but, late. At that point, whose fault is that? That's Eric Spolstra. Because you have to know the personalities of your players. I think, and, but also, and you say he's point. such a swing player. That's all role players. That's true. But, no, but he was only getting minutes, I think, at the about the halfway mark of the fourth quarter just because they needed to give Duncan uh, a, rest, couple, a yeah. couple minutes of rest. Which is, I mean, at that point, you probably have to. Not everyone can be like Jimmy Butler out there. But, I mean, I think Miami's uh, supporting cast as a whole played a pretty... Um, Solid game. I think is what you can just expect out of them. Jay Crowder um, missed some shots. Kendrick Nunn hit the shots. Uh, Duncan Robinson was really good, but then Tyler Hero was, was not, quiet, not yeah. good at all. Bam so was like, okay. Was okay. And again, when he's doing his work on Anthony Davis, that, that's what you can yeah. expect. So it's one of those things where, again, like after game one of the series, the series has basically been a toss-up. The points between games two and game five are just... Uh, the Lakers, I think, just have two more points total. So... This is this is the close series, I think, that Julio, you were calling that we all kind of thought could happen. It just hasn't really played out that way until this game. But um, if both teams are really locked in, I think we were in for another um, riveting performance in game six. I don't think so. I, I'll say this. I'll say this because you said both teams are locked in. Um, I think it's one of those things to where the Lakers, as, as much as I hate to admit it, they rarely put together the perfect game. There's always something that's a bit off that keeps the other team in the game. Because if the Lakers were to go out and play a perfect game, Miami doesn't have a shot. But what I think Miami's so good at is playing close to the perfect game and then allowing the Lakers to beat themselves in certain spots. I mean, well, I mean, what 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 is the Lakers' perfect game to you? Like realistically, you can't say like everyone. I mean, you remember that night AD, where everyone was hitting threes? When when everybody's hitting threes and when AD's like the best offensive player. But like, I to me, I can never say that like players that are very make-or-miss type players making their shots constitutes a perfect game because we know that that is all up to chance. I'm thinking about, like, you know, how, how do the Lakers execute their game plan perfectly? Like, how do they organize their offense perfectly? How do they attack mismatches and attack defenses perfectly? Well, I guess the one way to put it is if you're if you're looking at it at what's your median, right, what's your average, I think the Lakers stay generally around their average and Miami's better at approaching their ceiling when they need to. Um, I mean, looking at tonight, six for 15 from the field, Caldwell Pope, three for eight, Danny Green, 0 for one, Dwight Howard, one for three, Alex Caruso, 0 for two, Marcus Morris, three for 10, Kyle Kuzma, one for seven, Rajon Rondo. That's what I was scared of, man. I was, I was scared that the role players wouldn't come up when you needed them to. And you had all time great games from LeBron and AD tonight. And they were everything that you'd want them to be in more, except I mean, given the one like, spot for Julio. But that being said, the Lakers still shot 37% from three on the night. But that's I, that, that's a burden carried majorly by LeBron. If you look at 0 for 3 from Rondo, 0 for 4 from Kuzma, 0 for 2 from Morris, one like Caruso hit one, uh, Danny Green went 2 for 5, and 3 for 8 from Caldwell Pope. Like None of those are really that good, but LeBron went 6 for 9, which kind of helped everybody's average a little bit. Um, so basically what I'm saying is like you need a better game from one of those role players if you want to usurp this Miami team. And that's something that I feel like happens at some point. I probably would say it happens next game. Um, but this is the sort of game that I kind of fear when it comes to this Lakers teams that the role players kind of playing closer to their I wouldn't even say their floor, but they all kind of stayed at their median, which is uh, not very good for this team. But it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens moving I just forward. I hesitate to think that you can ask a, a ton more from this Lakers team today because especially when you, ask a lot more especially when you talk Green. about for, especially <laughs> when you talk about LeBron and AD if LeBron is doing what he's doing today you know AD cannot be the 1B like you know he's kind of taking like the backseat a little bit to LeBron mm-hmm. and to AD's credit he's still getting 28 and 12 got his free throws was aggressive when he mm-hmm. needed to be and then the role players I mean you can only ask them to do what they yeah, I mean, no, but stats, stats, but stats, stats fake you out. Like AD did not play a good game. I don't care about really? the stats. Ooh, I, 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 I think AD was all right. I, no, like I'm saying, you know, I mean, unless you're bad. I don't feel like AD. He has to be aggressive. <laughs> is my point. Broke has to stop 
like letting himself being turned into you know Kevin Love or be off ball so much. Demand the. F- you're, but like LeBron and AD can't have the ball at the same time though. They, they can't. can they can share that responsibility. But here's my thing. On a given night, and this was clearly LeBron's night, you know, somebody I, has to take a step back to let the other one be exactly. I've seen who they no, need I, there, there's been a few games. There's been the games where they're where they both, both like their guy. On. But like yeah. the way the the way LeBron was playing tonight and he was playing so well, but the way LeBron plays, he's not being effective off the ball. You're just not taking the ball out of his hands if he's shooting that well. Yeah, you can't. That well. You can't. No, okay, I mean, but I, then run pick and rolls with AD to at least, you know, if LeBron is playing so well, get a double on LeBron and lob it to AD. But I mean, they weren't even doubling LeBron. And that's what I'm saying. Like, then AD, LeBron take over. Like, but get AD more involved is my point. I feel like, I mean, like, when you AD, drop 28, like, man, needed, like he's, he's in there. He's like, in when there. they needed AD to be aggressive and get points, he I feel like he got his points. And that's what you can really ask when LeBron is this good. Because you know that when LeBron is on fire and, and – consolidating the offense for himself other players aren't really getting involved that much that's kind of you know that, that's kind of how LeBron plays that's kind of how a lot of star players play. AD just plays kind of soft for me <laughs> I don't know man when you look at 68 combined points with 40 of those for LeBron and 28 of them for Anthony Davis I can't get mad at Anthony Davis tonight this is on the role players now you know and we talk about we've talked about this before Julio you need one of them to kind of step up mm-hmm. and be that third guy on a given night, and no one stepped up and was that third guy. The closest thing was Kate Davis called with Pope. I mean, six of, six, six of 15. I'm just more so impressed that he's defending. And I know Duncan popped off tonight, but he like he's such a really good trail defender chasing Duncan around. Like He's always up you know, up in their body making their shots uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. he's really having a great series. I mean, six for 15 isn't bad, 40%. Forty percent from mostly three. from three. I need. I mean, he only that's hit three of eight bad. from three. I I need a little bit. I mean, that's the that's not the third star caliber player that we need on a given night. You need somebody that's like I mean, hooping a little bit better than that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is on a, on a given night, you need one of them to step up like a third star. And I don't think that's quite what you you're not you came up a little bit short of your Contavious Caldwell Pope, which had, had a, he had a great night. But when we think about some of the performances, who who was I think Rondo had a really good third player night. Um. Marquise Morris, yeah, like those are the type of nights that you need. This was a little bit short of that, which is why you saw the majority of the burden fall on the shoulders of Anthony Davis and LeBron James. It, it's going to be, um, you know, it's coming from somebody. I, I mean, maybe not Danny Green I, at this point. Oh, man, man, do you start Caruso over <sighs> Game Six? Nah, I need Caruso off the bench. Like, part of me feels like. like yeah, I mean, you can bench him. Law of averages, right? Like, at some point, it starts dropping. But then it's like the law averages is fake and they're all independent events, so maybe not. So, I mean, off the bench, you got Markeith, Caruso, uh, Rondo, and Kuzma. Yeah. I mean, at least... I can see starting Kuzma, maybe. I say you start Danny Green, but at this point... Or I, or, I or really start Markeith. I can't leave him in during those moments, man. I can't. like at, No, no, no. And from from that standpoint, I from the very beginning... Even you know shying going away from LeBron, I I think that was on Frank Vogel. You can't have Danny Green in the game before he even took the ball out. I said, why is Danny Green in the game? Why is he in the game? Because some part of me just knows that you know LeBron is going to get doubled, or what if you know the ball swings one time and it lands in Danny Green's hands? And we were joking who was going to be the hero of that moment. And I think I jokingly was like, oh KCB, it just right. seems like you know that was kind of his night. And I think. Someone might have facetiously said Danny Green. We all looked at each other and laughed because it's like, ain't no way in hell Danny Green's that guy in this moment. It's like, you all know it. And it's like, you know, I, yet, I understand. And yet, and yet you're still expecting. No, I can get, push. I can understand why you'd be frustrated. Why are you passing it to a guy that we all can see from our couches? He's probably not making that shot. But at the end of the day, LeBron James, he knows that he's going to be like, I can't expect anything plus from LeBron James just given his history, man. His track record tells me that he's going to make that pass every single time. He's going to trust his teammate to make something with the ball, even if he might necessarily should not, even if he shouldn't. What do y'all think going forward? I mean, do you think it's realistic that Miami puts another game up like this? If and, they, uh, Well, all I want to say is, though, is that if they do take game six, the pressure that's gonna be on LeBron—that's real pressure. And that, that, that's real. That's real. That's the realest pressure I I maybe ever. I mean, you know, I do want to see a game seven. I, I do. I do. Because that the experience beyond LeBron and Jimmy is really non-existent between both teams in mm-hmm. these playoffs. A lot of these, you know, players are first time, you know, witnessing this kind of pressure. 
Except for Danny Green. Everyone except Danny, Rondo, and... And Danny ain't coming up, bro. Like, Danny's been there. JaVale. (laughs) Oh, JaVale. (laughs) JaVale got him a chip, bro. He got him a chip. But, I mean, yeah, true. Outside of Rondo and, fine, Danny Green. (laughs) But um, there there can just be so many wild things that happen in a Game 7. But in terms of the next game, it's just... It's hard for me to see the Lakers not pulling it out. But at the same time... um, this is like officially a series, so oh, yeah. everything is really you can throw it in the wind. So I, the reason I kind of avoided your question was I, I did want to throw that in there, but I also don't you know hesitate to make my pick because I don't want to jinx anything. Uh, but I honestly do feel like the Lakers are going to take the next game. But I, I again, I don't want to jinx anything, yeah. and I don't want to count Jimmy Butler out. That's not a disrespect to Jimmy. Here, here's what I get scared is when the Lakers and Lakers fans put all of their chips into tonight and you wore the Black Mama jerseys and people were already ready for the parade before the game even started. Um, people were you know, on Twitter Why talking all sorts like of mess. That, I don't know why, but the thing is when you put throw all your chips into tonight, like you said, Eddie, all bets are off now because you just lost a shit ton of momentum that was in your favor. And maybe if you lose, lost tonight, but you didn't throw all your chips in, it'd be on next game. But now I see a team that really... It's like, you know, that sound effect where you kind of pop the balloon and it's like, like all of the, like, it's really deflated right now, the vibe for the Los Angeles Lakers. So it's going to be really interesting because the Heat have a lot of momentum going in their favor. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. They're going to, I mean, they're going to be, Jimmy played 47 minutes tonight, 47 minutes. Crowder played 40, Bam played 38. I mean, we talked about it last episode, and I was talking in reference to Kendrick Nunn, but I was saying, like, if you don't trust guys in your rotation, cut that rotation down because in these moments, you only need guys out there that you can trust to handle the rock and make decisions. And that's what they did. I guess they trusted Kendrick Nunn more than they did Kelly Olenek. <laughs> Kelly Olenek's Clay Thompson run is officially over, but um, they went down to a rotation of seven dudes and the only guys off the bench who got run were Kendrick Nunn and Andre Guadalba. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if they keep that. And they, they just look at those guys and, and moving forward and say, y'all are the seven, and I know it's going to be tough, but y'all got to suck it up and play because the, we can't depend on anyone else, anyone else on this roster without Goron. So it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. But if there's any team that has the grit and will to do this, it's the Miami Heat. That's where I get scared as a Lakers fan. Uh, but a part of me is just so freaking happy, you know, that, they, that they're getting their shine. I mean, th- this is – they deserve it more than any other team just on like uh you know working hard and you know you know make, making things happen by pure will and just hard work i mean they they deserve it more than any other team i'm just happy we got a series man like we were i mean people were gloating about a um a, about a sweep at some point right and we were like concerned about it cuz we're producing content and it's not going to be good if we're if we're talking about a sweep um, people were talking about, you know, after Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero did the and the snarl thing, it's like, okay, you see what happens when we do when you do that, and then it's like, okay, they now they got two games off. You can't, you know, belittle this team now. You can't look at them like their little brother anymore. You got to give them res- the respect they deserve, um, whether you're a fan or a player. And I don't feel like the players ever disregarded this team at any point. They've just gotten outplayed on certain nights. But you know, talk to some of these Lakers fans, man. It's like you guys can't. You guys can't keep treating this Heat team like they're some bums or something. Exactly. They can hoop. And, and we'll, we'll get to this more in the offseason after the season, but there, there was a recent report out that, you know, executives believe that Miami's the next spot for the next big free agent. No shit. I mean, if you think this team is like a one-and-done team, I mean, you're, you're, you're just fooling yourself. So, of course, they're going to be the, the next hot spot destination for – that next big free agent. I mean, that, that's what that team is. I you add they, one more piece to it, that's a championship squad. I hope they know what they're getting into, though, because you, you can't go down there and say, oh, look at Miami. It's a glitzy city. I'm going to have fun and win a couple chips here. You're going to go down there to grind. Yeah. Because Jimmy Butler, I mean, Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, they're not having that shit. And they've developed a really strong culture there. And it's going to take a free agent that fits into that culture, like Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, that, that's kind of... That'd be a good fit. It'd be interesting to, from a basketball standpoint, but I feel like you end up making well, it work if you yeah. get honest. Yeah. But that's 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 in the years in the future. Yeah. That's yeah. in the future. Um, Let's just go ahead and make predictions, man. What happens game six? Lakers win. I think Lakers win. Even though I chose Lakers in seven, uh, and I, I hope it does come to Lakers in seven, but Lakers in six. I almost want to say Heat, man, just because I, I'm hoping for a uh, a seven-game series. But 
I I honestly feel like they're gonna be. I, I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I feel like Miami, as gritty as they are, as tough as they play, as, as big of a heart that they play with, I feel like they're gonna be tired out, and Jimmy's gonna. I know LeBron played a lot of minutes, but I, I just feel like they're going to be tired. I don't know. Well, let's see if Avery Bradley pulls up to the bubble. I heard something that they were they were texting back and forth, or Vogel was texting Avery Bradley. I don't know how much credence you can put to that, but if Avery Bradley pulls up, it's Avery lit. Bradley just texted uh, uh, I mean, Adam Silver that he, he Danny better, Green's not wearing his mask. He better start quarantine right now, then. Right. <laughs> we'll pull some strings. We'll pull some clutch strings. We'll get him in there. We'll, we'll have him out there to card Jimmy come. Um, but any any final closing words or any points? And, and anybody who calls me a LeBron hater, these are my final thoughts. Mm. Uh, LeBron played a phenomenal game. My anger was just at that one play. Other than that, he played flawless to me. So did you expect anything less? Did you expect it in your heart of hearts, Julia? Did Everybody you, talks about his IQ. So I guess I'll just end it with this: We don't have to go through this another round because we know that. Again, by the time all the shows come around on Monday, everyone's just going to be going over this for for you know for hours and segment after segment. And Nick Wright is going to say this, and Skip Bayless is going to say that, and then whoever's Kendrick Perkins going to Shannon. We we know that it's going to get tired out. Like LeBron supporters are going to say this, anti-LeBron people are going to say that. All I mean, of it, all of it comes down to that. It's really so much more than that, and, and and we can really do better than just start talking about the same tropes and narratives about LeBron. And I mean, that's kind of what I'm driving at. Is like it, we can get into the semantics. Oh, should LeBron have taken the shot? Should he not have taken the shot? But if you're a fan of basketball and you watch him play, you know what he's gonna do. You know what he's gonna do. So why do we even get into the debate of whether he should or shouldn't? Because we all know what he's gonna do. He's gonna make that pass to Danny Green one hundred percent of the time. He's gonna, he's gonna keep making the wrong play. That's so, fair. I'll expect it. At Eddie, like exactly, like we can get pissed at him, but it's like, can we expect anything else? Yeah, he will keep making the wrong play. Okay. Yeah, we can get into that at a different time, but I think that'll do it for this episode, y'all. Any, any closing words before I shut it down? Put Jr. in there. No, 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 no. We're going to end it here before Julio says some more out of pocket stuff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, make sure you go check out the social media at Square One Hoops. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you next time.